Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here we go, 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 this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday morning episode. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam, will you be indulging in the Queen's Platinum Jubilee pudding? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to go all Ben Elton, but um, <clears throat> we're living in a time where food banks have never been more needed. Uh, there were some statistics released this week which suggested that I think something like uh, 20% of all kids are having to skip meals because they can't be fed because there's just not enough money and food to go around. I've heard that food banks are now giving out cold packs because people can't afford to heat the food that they've been given from the food banks so they just have to have cold meals now and on top of that the Queen God bless her she's a regular on this podcast we love her very much the Queen has unveiled an official pudding for the Platinum Jubilee fat <laughs> in the, one of the most tone deaf fucking announcements I've ever seen having said that it's a lemon and Swiss roll amaretti trifle it sounds very nice but um, there you go there is an official pudding for the upcoming Platinum Jubilee. Have you sorted my official pudding out yet? What the fuck's this? <laughs> What's the left fucking the pudding? A fucking tiramisu. That's fucking foreign muck. Mum, it is a uh, taste the difference tiramisu. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if it was made by the hands of a fucking little Indian prince, princeling. <laughs> I'd add a fucking cow pig's milk. And fucking goat spunk. I don't give a fuck. I want my good British Queen's Jubilee fucking pudding. Not this foreign muck. I don't want tiramisu. And I don't want fucking creme brulee either, you cunt. A fucking creme brulee? They're ten a penny. You can get them. You can get them at fucking McDonald's now, I think. (laughs) Do me one of them. I want a special one. Pan a fucking cotter. What's that? Spanish for fucking bird's eye custard, you cunt. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know this. This was a, a a nationwide competition to create a new pudding for the Queen, and so five thousand people aged from eight to get this one hundred and eight entered the competition. <laughs> a bunch of one hundred and eight and trying to create a new pudding. Fucking hell. So there we are. And it was run by Fortnum and Mason. Um, lovely. Um, and there we are. There's a, a, a new pudding that we'll all enjoy at street parties over the four-day Jubilee bank holiday next month. Um, lemon and Swiss roll amaretti trifle. There we are. Well, there you go. Um, fucking Queen and her pudding. In the same week that fucking Prince Charles turned up, 
sat on his big fucking golden throne throne fucking adorned in more jewellery than bloody Jimmy Savile in his heyday with his fucking mental inbred fingers you must have seen the zoom in on that oh yeah yeah I've seen them before his big sausage fingers yeah he can't have long left with them fucking hell that cunt's hand's gonna explode any minute they're fucking death fingers them yeah they're death fingers he's on his way out Right, and um, and that'll fucking suit the Royals as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they knock the cunt off because they've got form with that kind of shenanigans. Yeah. I know you don't agree with that, but, you know, I'm more of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the Royals, I'm right? I'm happy to be open-minded about that. No problem right. with that at all. Because they're, they're, everyone knows they're fucked. They're on the, they've been on the take for years. Half mm. of them are inbred. They've got one of them's fucking flying around the world in private jets on a fucking one-man nonce fucking expedition his whole life, right? There's all sorts of fucking horrific bullshit that they're involved with. They're they're racist, right? And they've been, right, what we need now, if the Queen goes, we can't have fucking Prince Charles. No one likes that cunt. We've got to get Prince William. Mm. Although he's a fucking clearly a horrible, ghastly lampard. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's two brothers. One's a bit of a laugh. He's all right. And the other one's just this fucking snooty Lampard. Co- with a, he's, he's a company man. You know, He's a fucking ha- company man. Exactly. Ha- Harry, Harry's gone, fuck this. I'm going to do my own thing. Is yeah, fuck got this. Any kind of modicum of respect for. I'm getting a cool, sexy wife who shoots her fucking mouth off a bit, right? Yeah. Some, I'm getting a wife hey. with some fucking bollocks on her. Hey, you know what? It'll probably only last four years. I'm not fucking bothered. At least I've said I've done fucking. it. She's a fucking right laugh. Life in the fucking fast lane. <laughs> not like that fucking Karen R. Williams married to. <laughs> oh, my God. She she acts like a fucking shit don't stink, that one. i tell you why Meghan Markle, one of many reasons Meghan Markle's a legend. Um, Best royal. The, obviously, the top reason is, is she just winds up fucking Lampard Britain really bad, especially Piers Morgan yeah 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 Piers Morgan and every other cunt in the country is inexplicably I say inexplicably due to racism it's racism it's not or otherwise right <laughs> yeah. they are all they all are annoyed by her existence right so that's one of the reasons that's the main reason why she's a fucking legend and I love her but don't forget while fucking what's her name was spending all her time at the tennis Right, just being a fucking tedious Tory old boot, right? Where was Meghan Markle? I tell you where. She was down the fucking entertainment home, chin wagging with O'Sullivan. With Rich O'Sullivan. Yeah. And uh, he's got priorities, uh, right? Yeah, I fucking saw. I rewatched that. I, re- I watched that video quite a lot, mate. I rewatched it the other day. Uh, what's it <laughs> called again? Because we want to get down there, don't we? That place in oh, Twickenham. What's it called again? I've forgotten now. Anyway, Listen it's a, the retirement home for old entertainers, yeah. and yeah, there's a lovely video of her. She's down there having a having a chat with Richard. So she fucking knows. She's suddenly like, she's like, okay, right, I'm part of the English royal family. What does that mean? What privileges and uh, and extras does that give me? And Harry's gone. Well, to be honest, you can basically do anything. I mean, I go to the cup final whenever I want. I can get centre court tickets at fucking Wimbledon. I can do fucking anything, right? If I, I wanted get, to. I- I can get curries to open at two in the morning. No problem to have a fucking solo look around, right? The lot. I get anything done. And uh, they go, and she goes, right. I really, what inspired me most of all to want to be an actor was watching your British TV show, Dick Turpin, and 
your hilarious sitcoms, Man About the House and uh, Robin's Nest. And, and, and after that, me and my girl. Uh, Richard O'Sullivan is was my inspiration. The one common denominator in all of those wonderful shows, Mr. Richard O'Sullivan. He's a guy that I would like to meet. Can you arrange that? Harry's like, Richard O'Sullivan? Fucking no problem. As long as he's alive, that is. But if he is, I'll get one of the butlers to, track him, to, to fucking track him down. We'll have you over there this afternoon having a fucking cup of tea with him, mate. Trust me. She's going, really? Yeah, look, you're part of the family now. This sort of shit is easy. So she used her privilege wisely before they did the off. Anyway, fucking Prince Charles, that fucking cunt, sat on that fucking throne like Jimmy Savile or Mr. T, covered in fucking jewellery, right? Reading out that fucking cunt Boris Johnson speech about how there's a cost of living crisis and they're going to do their best to help people out with their food and energy bills. Mm -hmm. I mean, read the fucking room. Yeah, exactly. At least turn up in your normal clothes. Don't turn up covered in fucking jewellery in a gold carriage, you cunt. Yeah, that's it. And now this with the fucking pudding. Why we're not fucking storming the palace gates and tearing them limb from limb, I don't know. Probably because none of us have any fucking self-respect whatsoever. We're a, defer- a deferential nation, aren't we? Deferential nation. Forlock tuggers. Pathetic. Including you, us. I tell you we're what. The, we're the most cowardly of all of us. Yeah, we just sit here in our fucking pod rooms whining about it. I tell you what, the, say what you like about the French. They would not stand for this shit. Exactly. The French the look at us and are fucking laughing when they see that. Yeah. Last time yep. that sort of shit was going on, which is, let's be honest, it's basically a rerun of Let Them Eat Cake, right? Chance would be a Let fine thing. Let Them Eat thing. Pudding. Right? The last time some cunt tried that in France was hundreds of years ago, and they just fucking went down the palace and smashed it up and killed them yeah, all. Yeah, not having this. Fuck off. Yeah. Because the French have self-respect. And they do. I mean, they're, they're fucking... They've got fucking balls of steel on them. They almost elected a fucking fascist last month. Eh, hey, we will, we will maybe elect a f- actual fascist. See what you think of that. Let's see. Of oh, course, course, we let's... won't, but we nearly will. We want to show you that we're not scared. <laughs> Do, Do you know what they were doing? They were doing the equivalent of Robert De Niro in in uh, Scorsese's Dead Calm. <laughs> no, Cape Fear. Where he just lights a fucking flare in his own hand <laughs> and lets it slowly burn down whilst not like whilst not losing eye contact, <laughs> right? With with was, with, yeah. with the other people on the boat, it's like, do you do do I look like I'm shitting myself? I don't give a fuck. I'll let this fucking flare burn all over, burn my hand to pieces, right? And I won't even blink. That's what the French were doing when they nearly elected yeah. Le Pen. They were showing the rest of the world what they were capable of. 42% of us were actual fascists. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so what? have that. So what, English? At least we don't have a, be- a man with strange hands covered in jewellery telling us to fucking spend less on food. You try telling the French people to spend less on food, you see what you get. I think it's probably been a long-term campaign to, to, to slowly kill Charles. They've been injecting him with whatever it is that's in that's his fingers. Saying. Yeah, they want him dead because they, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. rather have and, William in and charge. And the Queen, the Queen, she was fine. She could have gone the other day, but she just wanted people to see what the alternative is. Let them have <laughs> yeah. a look. Let them have a fucking look at what it'll be what I've got. See how much <laughs> I fucking like it. Send the freak. 
and make sure someone gets a close up on those fucking weird paws of his. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, still, I can't complain. It's what you get for fucking your second cousin, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> they did warn me, but what can I say? That's what happens. That's what happens when they tell you you can do whatever the fuck you want. I said, fuck it. I'll fuck my fucking half Nazi German cousin. See what happens to that. And I say, what fucking happened? One of them was born a nonce, and the other one was born with fucking chipolata hands. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, there's the official pudding. If you if you want it, Jesus Christ, there was there was two. Well, you were going to report back on your um, Frankfurt trip, but there was something else, wasn't there? We talked about in an episode we've recorded for the IFS that's going out on Sunday, the Tune Machine, and we ended up talking about two things that we said we were going to cover in in full in this one. We're we're toying this week. We have started to toy with the space time continuum of top flight time machine. So we will be talking about things now that we've already talked about on an episode that you'll hear later. Very strange, but this is was always going to happen. This podcast has been going for four years. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. And we've done I don't know a million episodes or something. A million and five. And so, sooner or later, <clears throat> we were going to have to go, go into an avant-garde stage. Yeah. What experimental, was the second thing? Do you remember what the second thing experimental was? Experimental jazz podding. Uh, so, it was Frankfurt. And, oh, I know what it was. So, <clears throat> it's an update on shops, right? The British oh, lamb. Oh, of course it was. The British lamb chops uh, business, which... Um, yeah took up a lot of the pod in last week and continues to take British society by storm. Um, as I said, or you'll hear me say on, on the episode, if you listen to it, I think it was on Top Flight Tune Machine, which will be out on Sunday. Basically, it was my wife who first sent me that ad about Shops. 10 days ago. And uh, she just sort of sent it to me on Instagram because she knew I'd like it. Mm. And um, now she just deeply, deeply regrets it because me She's and Len <laughs> do not stop saying, it's ever so easy because it's ever so quick. <laughs> chop, 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 chops. Chops. Right, we, we can't stop. We cannot stop. It's and it's driving her two. and my it's, daughter it's, mental. The whole it, country. It affected the fabric of the entire nation, yeah? Yeah. And so she sort of regrets what she's unleashed. But anyway, who gives a fuck about that? Um, what happened was someone got in touch on email and said that they, I think it was something like, someone originally got in touch and said that they used to drink in the same pub as the actor who says Chops, whose name is John Benfield, right? Yeah. So I thought, oh, good, because we were trying to find out who he was. And he said that he'd actually messaged his nephew, who I think also drank in the pub, to say, look, this podcast, a pair of cunts on a daft podcast (laughs) are talking about your dead uncle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, John Bumfield is dead, by the way. If you didn't know that, I'm sorry that I sorry. just broke it to you sorry, so, so brutally. Yeah. Um, so what happened next? Well, the next thing we know, the the nephews obviously fucking read this, uh, listened to it, thought that's good. He sent it to John Benfield's widow, right? Mm. Um, well, then things get really fantastic because John Benfield's w- widow gets in touch with us um, having listened to the pod tells us loads more details about um, 
John. And, uh, well, actually, should I just read it out? Should I read just it read out? Just read the email. Yeah, go okay, yeah. Read the whole right. thing. Okay, here we go. So we get an email uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday, wasn't it? Saying, um, hello, I've just listened to your Chop Chop show. I think maybe she thinks that's what the podcast is called. <laughs> it's a fucking good name for a podcast. I mean, chop, I'm chop, thinking, sure. could we change this... You for a long time have thought that we should change the name of this show anyway from Top Light Time Machine, which makes no sense. Yeah. And the best suggestion I've heard so far is just changing it to the Chop Chop Show. The thing is, though, the more I think about it, the more it kind of does make sense because we do talk a lot about the past. Yeah. So there's a time yeah. machine element, yeah. and we are, let's face it, top fucking top, flight. We're top flight gentlemen, yeah. So I'm all okay. right with the name now. All right, but we'll keep the Chop Chop Show in our back pocket in case yeah. we yeah, ever need another chop, title chop, no. for something. <laughs> <laughs> the real pros, the real pros just refer to it as the Chop Chop Show. Have you ever had a pub like that where it's called, let's say, the Duke of York, but people call it something else and you don't know why? Yeah, it's called Dixie's. What? Why? Yeah, but <laughs> only is. like, and it's sort of like you're in the know. Like, there's a pub on yeah. Portobello Road called the Duke of Wellington. But anyone who's, when I used to live in that area, anyone who's really proper from around the Portobello Road, Labrook Grove area, knows it only as Finches, right? Right. And that's how they know that you're a proper local and not a tourist. You go, I'll, I'll meet you in Finches. Right. I assume it was once called Finches. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what but it is. you, you yeah. get things like that, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, if you want to really be in the note, never refer, refer to us as Top Flight Time Machine. Always refer to it as the Chop Chop the Show. The Chop Chop Show. Like That's the way the you call Macbeth the Scottish play. Yeah. Right. Um, I've just listened to your Chop Chop Show, just pissing myself laughing. I'm just sorry it's taken until now to find out about you. However, now that I have, you have a new fan, and I'll be a regular listener from now on. Right? Um... And at this stage, you're thinking, that's nice. But to be honest, love, we get messages like this all the fucking time. Tell us something we don't know. The podcast where, is hilarious. You love it. Right? Where have you been? Where have you been since 2018, basically? I know. I'm like, this is all very what nice. Took you but so I'm, long? A bu- I'm a busy man, right? So is Andy. We got podding to do. If we stop to read all the praise we got, we'd never get anything done. <laughs> That's what we're thinking at this stage. But then, yeah, this is what happened. She, she writes, anyway, here's how I got to find out bo- about you both. I got sent the Chops advert and your link. Why? Because the winking bloke at the end was my wonderful, adored husband, John Benfield, who, as hey. you know, went on to become Helen Mirren's boss in Prime Suspect. John was a, re- was a really great, funny, top bloke. And amongst friends and family, a legend. <laughs> Well, not just amongst fans and family, uh, amongst all of us now, amongst Among Britain. Yeah. Loved that Lenny thinks so too. He used to scare the shit out of people just because of how he looked. He does look <laughs> rough, doesn't he? Jobs. He does look rough. Like, that's how we knew when we saw him. Because yeah. in, in, in this ad, he actually plays a, a relatively benign figure, really. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. just a jolly man looking forward to his chops and to fucking his wife. Yeah. Um, it feels but, wrong to talk about that now. That no, she doesn't mind. I think, oh, okay. she, listen, Lil, Lil, if you're listening, which I think you will be, uh, you know, Lil is very much one of us. Well, right? I mean, she's listened to the original episode anyway, so, yeah. you know, nothing she's, was nothing was. Lil is there, one it? of us, as you'll see as the email goes on. Uh, he used to scare the shit out of people. He was, in fact, a very genial, gentle and self-effacing bloke. He wasn't a major player in the wacky world of showbiz, 
and didn't have time for the schmoozing. He would honestly have loved your show. That's just like us, isn't it? We don't what? have time for the schmoozing the in the wacky showbiz. world of showbiz. Very, very I mean, we could, we, we could be at parties every night, couldn't we? We could do. The, the launches we, and the glitzy things, but we, we're, we're not like so that. We get so many invites. We yeah. get invites. We're like, oh, we're staying in and having our pies. Thanks, for, thanks all the same. Uh, <laughs> Andy's got some bullseye to watch. <laughs> right, I need so, to be in bed by 11 for bullseye. Yeah. Uh, she goes, so you were right. He was dubbed. You were right there, Andy. You spotted oh, right, that. Yeah. That's because of your yeah. n- newfound experience in the film industry. Well, this is true, yeah. You had a professional eye. You were right, he was dubbed. But alas, you were wrong about the royalties, because I speculated he'd get loads of money. I can't remember getting any residuals from that. Maybe I'll start a campaign to reinstate the ad. Well, if you do, we're right behind you. Well, I mean, the um, Br- British Lambs had tons of free publicity over the last oh, 10 years We anyway. should get in touch with British Lambs, because they'll, be the they'll be looking yeah. at their stats. They'll be looking at their stats, and their graph will be... Sir John Lamb... They'll be like, well, show me this week's sales. What in the hell? There's a spike on the graph. Tompkins, what's the meaning of this? It appears the two imbeciles on something called a podcast have been um, recycling a, a commercial advertisement from the 1980s. And it seems to have built up what you might call a head of steam, which has dr- uh, driven many consumers to rediscover the deliciousness and convenience of British lamb chops, sir. Who are these people? Bring them before me. This is wonderful. The good times are back. Order more chops. Finally, we're about to beat the vegans once and for all. (laughs) They said lamb was dead. But you can never write off British lamb. Time and time again, it has proven that like a phoenix from the flames, it shall rise and be back on the nation's plate. Um, (laughs) So John, British lamb. Yeah, I... I'm not even sure John was with his current agent when he made that. You probably already know they are Markham, Froggett and Owen. We did not know that, but we will be contacting Markham, <laughs> Froggett and Owen later today. <laughs> I don't know why. I will just call them up and demand to speak to someone. Uh, I would love to know who did the voice. Thought I'd try and find the coquettish, sultry chop lady. Oh, she's throwing herself right into this project, Yeah, go on, Lil. Brilliant. This is why she's one of us. My research resulted in finding the American Shari Lewis, who had a nauseating oh, and somewhat her, weird yeah. puppet called Lamb Chop. Look, that yeah. one's going, no, I remember Lamb Chop. I, I didn't lamb like chop. him. Yeah. Um, I really like Lamb Chop. I didn't like kid. the woman who, who, who was he his was master. Yeah. As Len would say. <laughs> his ma- you know, I told you that, didn't I? Len, when he was a kid, when he was much younger, referred to ev- everyone's sort of boss in any context as their master. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> like if you were watching TV it'd be like so you know like the emperor yeah he's like Darth Vader's master right oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like yeah. yeah it'd be like in anything at all it was always a master <laughs> uh, she goes I look forward to listening more I just had to let you know how great it was and now I'm loving all the follow up stuff especially quotes where's my fucking chops <laughs> please feel free to reply to use any of the above in your show. Just so great to see him and hear him acknowledged in this way. He would have found it hilarious, as do I. Best wishes and thank you, Lil Turner. Benfield was John's equity name. Ah. Ooh, Lil, if you're listening, this meant a huge amount to us. We, mm. Like I said at the beginning, 
we get a huge amount of correspondence and 99% of it, I can't tell you how pointless and irritating it is, Lil. We hate it, right? <laughs> uh, we quite like praise, but even that we've become jaded about. But this, like once in a while, you you realise that you've done something special. You yeah. touch some hearts. And, you know, John Benfield, not just because of the Chops advert, but also our memories of seeing his face on all our favourite British TV shows Everything. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 was, it was a delight to rediscover him and his work and to hear from you it, and, and understand the reach that this peculiar podcast sometimes has. Felt good, didn't it, Andy? It's really good. I'm really touched by that. So if you are listening, Lil, thanks so much for getting in touch. And th- I'm really glad that you you enjoyed the episode and it's brought mm. back so many lovely memories for you. I've, I've just looked at the email, Sam, and I saw that you'd replied to Lil, and then she mm. replied back and she says, um, thanks, Sam, you and Andy just made it all very special. And then she said, keep on doing what you're doing and never fail to use the word cunt liberally. Lil! <laughs> Fucking Lil is just amazing. Lil, please stay in touch. I want more emails for you to read out on the show. (laughs) This is what I'm saying, mate. Lil is very much one of us. Lil, consider yourself an honorary member of the IFS and um, platinum fan of the Chop Chop Show. This is the greatest moment on the Chop Chop Show since about (laughs) nine months ago when we managed to uh, engineer a reunion of Zippy and George. <laughs> and someone set up a photo shoot with Zippy and yeah, George yeah. having a tea party I mean. for yeah, us. That's what I mean. That, yeah. It was Jeffrey's Jeffrey's son, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeffrey's son had them in his mum's attic, got them down and set them up to do a set tea party. That was good. Those, you know, we one day we'll look back on these moments like, so this moment, that moment, and of course probably the best is when someone was giving birth in a hospital. <laughs> and I can't remember what yeah. they shouted, but they shouted one of the, one of the catchphrases didn't they? oh no here we go yeah here we go 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 this is it a dad was shouting that at his wife as she was giving birth in a maternity ward and another top flight time machine listener heard it from the other side of the corner uh, of the of the uh dividing thing and shouted TTFN dickhead that was it that was it beautiful anyway enough of us fucking wanking ourselves off do you want to hear what happened in Frankfurt certainly do mate I I won't do the full story because it was about a week ago now but I'll tell you well there's a couple of things I I had a great time right um, I mean, we, we should see it already there's there's some bonus content in Sunday's Top Flight Tune Machine if you want to subscribe to the IFS to hear yeah. that jalapeno here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering for the price of a pint and a St Clements each month you can get up to four episodes a week nine months before the rest of the world gets them early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jalapeño. Well, I'll just keep it really brief, actually. We went to Frankfurt. There was 10,000 West Ham fans. There was 2,000 fucking tickets in the away end. And there was no fucking home tickets to be had. There was all sorts of strict fucking procedures to stop you getting hold of those or getting access to the ground so it became really clear when we got there that there was no nothing doing but it was great because you know as is traditional mm. we went to the um old old town of frankfurt the new town bit around the station which is where our hotel was is absolutely fucking minging there's junkies and prozers everywhere oh. it's quite rough and um a lot of people a lot of people just didn't stray much further than that and came back going, oh, fucking fake food. It's a fucking shithole. I can't believe it. I thought, that's a bit fucking richer than a bunch of people who would fucking go to football in Stratford every week. <laughs> Unbelievable, the fucking snobbiness you get from English football fans abroad sometimes, right? Plus, none of them fucking strayed from the sucking station because that's where the Irish pub was, right? Where they just went every night and fought Frankfurt fans outside, threw chairs at each other. Anyway, most of the West Ham fans were down in the old town in the square. And uh, everyone just gathered there and was drinking and singing all day. But it was all, like, nice, you know. There was there was no aggro. There was a police presence. But, yeah. um, but there was no need for them to be called into action. Although I did at one point tell, tell a bunch of lads because the whole square was surrounded with really quite beautiful medieval buildings and a church and all the rest of it and a steeple very Germanic and medieval looking like yeah, fairy tale yeah, yeah. right it was very pretty so and, I think about uh, gargoyles on it yeah kind of that vibe but quite colourfully painted not not so much gothic kind right. of quite what you might see in a Disney film or something oh, right lovely. and um, it was nice and uh, everyone was singing and whatnot. And, but the buildings were very high and on the balcony of one of them were some armed police looking down over us like snipers right Fucking hell. <laughs> which right. I found at first quite intimidating because <laughs> I thought they're just there and if anyone gets out of hand it's like they're going to shoot us Take you out. Yeah. which didn't, didn't become necessary but I did obviously it's quite funny a situation like that when you're one of the only sober people and as the day goes on the blazing hot sunshine people are getting more and more off their face they'll believe anything I said, see these houses all around us? They go, yeah. I said, not being funny, but keep an eye out because I've heard there's Millwall in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> People suddenly stand upright and get all like, what? What? I said, what that? Yeah, you see them, right? I, I've been looking, you lot are pissed, but I've been keeping an eye out. And once in a while, a window <laughs> opens really quickly and, a, and two heads come out and it makes this noise. <laughs> <laughs> There's your, Boom. there's your then, gargoyles. Next thing you know, the same geezers are sticking their head out the window. A second later, on the other side of the fucking square, and they're making the same noise. 
<laughs> I said it's got to be fucking Millwall because they're using some sort of magic. Some of their fucking south of the river dark arts. Um, anyway, we realised we weren't going to get a fucking um, ticket. And we were going, right, there's all these different things floating around about where people were going to gather and watch the game, different bars and stuff like that. Anyway, the Mets send police over to sort of mingle in with you and be spotters. They're there to sort of keep right. an eye on the people they know are troublemakers from London and the A's. And we recognised a couple of them. So we got right. chatting, right? Cause it was a, and I said to this woman, she had a like, she wasn't undercover, she had a Met like armband on. And I said, yeah, I don't know this there's all these different pubs tonight there's been aggro the last couple of nights at the main one and she said oh well I'll tell you where to go because we've with the German police designated places that are just for West Ham right in the centre of town so it'll be fine because it'll just be West Ham no Frankfurt fans there at all and you'll have a great time so I said alright oh well, go on then tell us and she she writes it down for me right so I go to the lads oh that, that woman she, they've designated some pubs just West Ham and uh, I reckon we should just go to this. I mean, it was stupid, I suppose, because she was old Bill, but she seemed all right. So I said, oh, okay, let's go to that one. <laughs> so on. I, I went, I went, so I said, by this stage, everyone's fucking off their tits, like in boat, as we used to say. So I said, listen, cunts, um, you lot are getting really boring. I'm going back to the hotel for me nap. Thank you yeah. for my nap now, gents. Right. I'll see, and I said, meet me at this pub later for the game. And they said, all right. So I fucking go back to the hotel. It was lovely. I had a lovely sleep. Charge my phone. Sleep. Set me alarm. Got up. Had a shower. Got changed, all fresh for the evening. Went back out to meet the lads, right? Um, and, you know, they'd just been drinking in the bright sunshine, like, all day. So it's just like, yeah. you know when you're just like, I, I am imagine. fucked, but I'm going to try and plough through. <clears throat> oh, they must have just been insufferable. Bless them. Yeah, it was, that's why I went for a break. <laughs> for that's you. what you have to do. I can still have a laugh in those situations, so, yeah. but sometimes you just need a break. You need a rest. So I come back, and they're even more fucked by this stage. Show how they've got hold of some super strong weed as well. So they're, they're drunk stoned. <laughs> And coming out of all sorts of... It was psychedelic <laughs> when I got there. Their fucking eyes were spinning like that snake out of the jungle book. <laughs> right? So I come Jesus back. Christ. And I go, oh, this place looks all right. And it's got a big sort of beer garden out the front. And they've put a fucking big screen outside it as well. And I go, yeah, this looks all right. And there's a couple of Frankfurt fans there. But there's a few West Ham. And uh, then some of the West Ham fans got thrown out for one reason or another. So in the end, there was just five of us left me and my mates mm. right and about half an hour before kickoff, more Frankfurt fans start arriving and then more and then more and by the time kickoff comes there's five of us on one table and I'm not joking there's about 250 fucking mental fucking Frankfurt hell. fans and that's it and they are mad they're jumping up and down singing just going fucking one of them let off a fucking flare in the pub right <sighs> my mates are sufficiently pissed to be doing a sort of a, a rear guard action up on the table singing songs back at them and okay, I'm like obviously, are we going to get yeah. through this we've got we've got two hours ahead of us here right it's sort of fun now but two hours of this mm -hmm. I don't know um, depending on how the result might go it could get yeah exactly that's what tasty. I kept thinking one mate was so pissed right that 15 minutes into the game when Aaron Cresswell got sent off, I think it was 15 minutes, 
he was like, he went, well, there lot has just been sent off, I think. I went, what are you talking about? That's one of our lot, you cunt. And he goes, oh, are we the ones playing in the white? And I went, yes. He hadn't fucking, he was so out of it, he didn't know which side was which for the first 15 minutes of the game. <laughs> and he'd travelled all the way to Germany all to way, watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We travelled just... all the way to Germany to watch it in a pub with a load of Frankfurt fans and he was so off his face he couldn't work out one team from the other. It could have just in... lay on his living room floor. Shit fist. Just at at, at half time the ads not, were not... on right and he suddenly leapt up in the middle of all these German fans pushed through them and shouted what the there was adverts on right he goes what the fuck is this get the fucking game on you cunts why are there fucking ads on right and everyone's going, oh, all the Germans going, oh, the English is uh, angry and strange. And I go, mate, it's fucking half time, you cunt. Half time is fucking ages ago. The second half's been going for 20 minutes. Put it back on. I said, I fucking oh, promise you it's half time, mate. Oh, man. Anyway, um, my favourite moment probably was... Um, I, in the end, started to get great. At first, I was like, I'm going to keep the peace here because it could turn nasty, but I'm going to be all right. But when we were one nil down and you're down to 10 men and your dreams are shattered mm. and you're surrounded by a bunch of Germans going fucking mad, which I didn't blame them for because, wow, you know, they would, they knew they were going into the final, European right? final, yeah. And, uh, but it was really, really depressing and annoying. Then guess who turns up, right? two of those busker fuckers you always get on the continent right mm. two latin looking gentlemen one's got a clarinet the other one's got a fucking accordion right <laughs> and they pick their moment to start going from table to table playing their daft music and then holding their hat out for change read the room lads <laughs> and they play along they actually they do read the room because what they do is they start playing the tune to the song that the frankfurt fans are already singing Right, oh, I right. Okay. know they've it was, but they've obviously got yeah. some sort of anthem that they're all singing, and these clever buskers start playing along, and as a result, the Frankfurt fans are giving them a few quid. Right, mm. they come over to my table, and this cunt's playing the clarinet practically up in my face. Right, and I am fuming, and I go, "No, mate, no, I'm not interested," and he does it more. Right, and his <laughs> mates behind him with the accordion, and I go. I'm not interested. And he's playing the Frankfurt song at me. Ooh. So all of a sudden, having I've been the quiet and calm one on the table <laughs> most of the night, yeah. I fucking lost it. And I've stood up, right, and I've grabbed hold of his fucking clarinet and I've gone, We're West Ham! We ain't the fucking clarinet! <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of pulled the clarinet off me and held his hands up. And uh, and as they turned around, his mate was still playing there. And I said, and you can tell your mate, I'll shove his accordion up his ass sideways. Right. <laughs> and I looked around to my mates, they were all battered. And like they were quite surprised because I was supposed to be the one who was sensible. And one of them just leant into me and went, did you just shout, we're West Ham, we hate the clarinet? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what I fucking yeah, shouted. Well, and he goes... Yeah. But you made it sound as if that was an established fact about us. Like it, it, it was common yeah. knowledge that we are anti wind instruments generally, but particularly the fucking clarinet. clarinet. Yeah. So, and then after that, 
I needed to calm down, so as I reveal on this Sunday's episode, oh, you'll hear more about I, it. I, I'm not sure you, you don't want to tell it. me what I did. I, you don't want me to reveal what I did. I think. Shall, I, no, shall I, think I tease it and say that night? Yeah. As a man of um, temperance, you know, yes. who's been clean yes, and sober for so. seven years and tries to sort of treat his body well and all the rest of it, um, I took up that night a bad habit that mm. I had never taken up before in all my 47 years. Um, I started it that night, just after the clarinet in- incident, really. And I've got to say that it was... I was surprised how enjoyable it was. And I'm strongly thinking about carrying it on as I get into deep into middle age. Um, if you if you subscribe to the IFS, you'll find out exactly what that habit is. It'll be worth it because I'm thinking of starting this new habit, or we could call it a hobby, right? Yeah, yeah. Into Past a time. new content, yeah. a content thread on the yeah. podcast and, yeah. and get the opinions and feedback of other listeners because I'm sure a lot of our listeners already en- enjoy this habit. <laughs> Right, I'm pretty sure they do. And I never thought I'd be the sort... I never thought I was going to take this up, but I, I did in Germany, and I, I'm really taken by it. And suddenly, after all these years, I see what the appeal is. So mm. um, subscribe to the IFS, listen to Top Flight Tune Machine on Sunday, and you'll find yep. out a bit more about that. Or you'll get to hear it for free in nine months' time. Yeah. When it will be, as all of the episodes are from, from nine months ago, completely fucking irrelevant. By which point I might be dead... As you, you might will understand well be dead. if you hear as, what this new habit is. As will well might be the Queen and Prince Charles. Yeah. Dead Just, Prince Charles, dead of an exploding <laughs> hand. <laughs> we'll do some quick predictions before we go. There's no Sunderland match this weekend, so we can't do the double points for our teams. We are of course playing uh, in the, the final of the League One playoff next weekend, which I'll be at. Um Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned that you you did mention that I've been um, immersed in the world of filming and filmmaking oh, this week. Oh yeah, but I don't I'm know, how, I didn't know how much it. you could say. I'm I'm not allowed to say very much about it. All I'll say is that I haven't done any actual filming this week, but I've been in for four days and we've done some prep work. But now it's in production. Surely your name's going to appear on IMDb nope, sooner yet. or later. Not yet. Not yet. Not allowed to say anything yet. <clears throat> I've, I've signed an agreement. Um. We've done some prep work. Uh, we've done some improvisation among the oh, cast. It's been like being at drama club. We, yeah, it's, it's been an acting club. That's what I've been calling were it. You, the kids. You, did you feel intimidated at all? Nah. Don't get intimidated by stuff. Thing is with it, right? I've got me, me regular podcast gigs, right? And we, we do mm. all right. And we make a decent living from it. So it's not as if with this, there's anything riding on it. I'm not like, no, I, I must know, do but very it's just, well. But acting, acting, you got to go into a room. Some of the people there presumably were pros as well, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. there with pro filmmakers yeah. and pro actors, and they just yeah. chuck you in and go, right, start making shit up, cunt. Yeah, but that's what we do on this all the time. We improvise. Yeah, I know. That's just me and you, and isn't I've, it? Yeah, but it's just it's just improvising. It's just making yeah. stuff up. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. done acting on stage in, in character form with this live we, show and the Mince yeah, live yeah. show. Yeah, and, and with Mince. Yeah, and, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. And like I say, I don't feel as if it's anything's riding on. I don't feel, oh, I must do really well, otherwise my acting career will be over and then I'll be destitute. It's yeah, just, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, that, that it's, helps. It's I would fun. be, me personally, I can imagine, I mean, you never know, too, if I was told to act with a with a pro actor, I'd probably get a little bit like, um, 
I don't know. I can imagine myself thinking, oh, I've frozen up. I don't know what to do. You, you've been trained in the arts. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck that. So we've yeah. been doing some improvisation. We've been sitting and talking to a few people who have lived lives that relate to the stories and scenarios in the film for kind of background stuff. Mm. Not people and, with real um, superpowers. Oh, sorry, I've said too much. Oh, shush! <laughs> what, someone who actually has been bitten by a radioactive so, spider so and now fire, has spider powers? You fire it out of his fingertips. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's all I can say. And I'm not in for another month. The actual filming bits that I do start in a month's time. So there you are. That's, but have you that's enjoyed me. it? You've enjoyed I've it? it? I've Brilliant. loved it. I've loved it. First of all, it's been fun. It's been really interesting just watching how it all happens and everything, yeah. the whole process of it. It's just a new thing to to take in. Uh, everyone, with the exception of probably one person, has been really lovely. Yeah. But I uh, felt that all the wanker energy was kind of bundled up in, in one individual. But that's, Andy. That's, mm. um, Andy, because you can just, you know, just take the prison technique, spark him out when the first day of filming proper, and then yeah. job done. Take, take his role. So spark him out, take his role, bang. TT offender, kid. So there you go. More to follow as it happens next month. Anyway. I always thought Tom Cruise came across as a nice guy, but you know, you well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Lots of wanker energy going on. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Spurs versus Burnley. Uh Spurs one, Burnley one. Spurs one, Burnley one. I will say um I'll go. 2-0 to Spurs that one and um, then we've got West Ham versus Manchester City I'll go first on this one mm. Um, mm, it's going to be hard to stop Man City I think they're, they're cruising towards the title now I think it's going to be 2-1 uh, I'll give you to Man City 1-0 ok diplomatic Watford versus Leicester oh my giddy aunt uh, Watford nil, Leicester two. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Two nil to, to Leicester, even though no, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil Watford because Leicester mm. are fucking really unpredictable. They've had a really weird season. Watford um, have just got a new manager who they poached from Forest Green Rovers, and I yeah. take an interest in Forest Green Rovers because QPR Terrace legend Castellani is now Forest Green Rovers Terrace legend Castellani. Oh, is there? Is he? He has a season since he moved to the Cotswolds. Yeah, he's got a season ticket Forest Green, so he still goes to QPR, but he alternates, yeah. you know. And uh, so he's got he's he's well in with them. And I saw that Forest Green Rovers got the raging hump. Didn't about, they? About yeah. they, they fucking went full Lampard about it. I was, was shocked. They're meant to be like a hippie club because they're like yeah. they're, they're running on they're a vegan club and I think I think they're I running what, on I don't I don't think oil or something like I, that I don't think they'd fucking smoke their peace pipe that morning they're, they're self sustainable <laughs> or something like that yeah that's what they reckon they are they're zero carbon vegan club but so there's not done much for their fucking anger issues because this country's no, just got no. a better job offer from Watford who are obviously a much bigger club. And they've gone fucking ape shit about yeah. it. It was really yeah. funny because they did it behind his back, behind the chairman's back. Yeah, so what? Of course you do. Look, he's just one of them. Of course, somebody else wants him. Anyone's moved job, you always do a bit of it behind the other person's back, don't of course you? Of you do. Calls him up, that sort of thing. Yeah, grow up, you um, fucking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone's like you, you fucking weirdos. Um, yeah. 
Leeds versus Brighton. Oh. I'll go. It's me, it's me to go first this one, yeah. isn't it? Is it? I don't, I'm not sure anymore. Leeds versus Brighton, I'll go first. Um, I'll go 1-1 one, one, that one. Yeah, this is really hard to call, isn't it? Fucking hell. I think, well, I think Brighton might win this 2-1. Leeds Sorry, are Leeds fans, but it just seems shit. like you're in a bad situation but and Brighton are a hard team to play. Maybe maybe second B also wasn't the right thing to do. I don't know. And then finally, the FA Cup final. Ugh. All of the Premier League fixtures have moved to Sunday for the FA Cup final. So well, there's I think nothing that's else happening. Right. I think that's um, right. But yeah, but the fucking thing that starts quarter past five, doesn't it? Yeah, I Still? mean they should just have the, uh, the, they should have it the week after the end of the season on Saturday at three o'clock for fuck's sake. Yeah, get so, a grip. Yeah, and it's it's Chelsea versus Liverpool. I probably won't watch it. I couldn't give a fuck. But um, no, I couldn't give a fuck about this. But weirdly, I, I was talking to someone yesterday. It's like I've always really hated Chelsea because let's be honest, and I think even you know Chelsea fans can see this. There are myriad so. reasons. There are myriad reasons to dislike mm. Chelsea, even before the Abramovich era, right? Mm. However, Liverpool started to really irritate me um, over the last couple of years. Yeah, probably because I can't. Uh, from my own personal experience, there is no more armchair club in the world, set of supporters in the world, than Liverpool. They all fucking know it all, but every fucking Liverpool fan I know, I reckon I've been to Anfield more times than them, right? <laughs> it is a fucking nation, a fucking international army of armchair nerd fans, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, who fucking go on and on about it. And not just the team, but the whole fucking bullshit mythology around this club and what it means. Yeah. Right? And all the rest of it. Well, and it's just like to fuck me off. I know they hate Chelsea and Chelsea hate them. But for the first time ever in my life, I think I might actually want Chelsea to win a game. Well, um so I might say 1-0 Chelsea in this 1-0 after 90 minutes yeah um, I'll go for after 90 minutes <clears throat> I'll go 2-0 Liverpool <clears throat> but the, the, the whole thing has been highlighted again this week which we've talked about before and Liverpool fans are going off it because the, the Champions League final tickets are scarce they haven't mm. got much of an allocation. Well, it's all right the for most the of them. They'll be sat yeah, yeah. on their fucking yeah. ass in, well, the, yeah. in the southeast well, the of England watching and, it. And, and the prices are outrageous. But the, the thing that football fans still don't fucking understand is that the fans that go in and sit in the seats in the stadium, they're just useful idiots. Mm. They're just window dressing. They don't have any kind of special fucking privileges. They're just customers. They're just yeah. customers that dress the fucking set. Yeah. Um, And, th- you know... I'm sorry, but football fans still think that, like, because they turn up and they pay the money and they wear the colours and all that, that they've got some kind of... That they're any more special than anybody that watches the game on the telly in nah, fucking on, Mozambique two, or anywhere like that. There's two things here. You are a better fan if you go, but you shouldn't be expected to be treated as a better fan by the club or anyone else involved in football. But you yeah. are a better fan. You're a better fan but, in your own mind, but that's all. Well, not not to the fucking clubs themselves. Not to the club, but that's fuck. not the point. The point is, what, how do other fans perceive you? If you're going, then that means you are supporting your fucking club, right? If you sit at home and watch it and try to take any fucking credit, right, or any sort of 
proclaim any sort of meaningful affiliation or attachment to a club that you just watch on TV, then you might just as well do the same about when fucking EastEnders wins a BAFTA and you go, brilliant, this is a victory for me because I watch EastEnders every fucking day. (laughs) It's the same fucking thing. And if you qualify to sort of have some sort of emotional attachment um, or involvement with the victory of, let's say, use Liverpool as an example, right? Um, Because you watch them on TV, right? And have done your whole life. Well, then... If Liverpool win the Champions League or the FA Cup, I'll be celebrating as much as you. Because by your fucking rationale, I'm as much as a Liverpool fan as you are. Because I've fucking watched Liverpool on TV all my life. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you're not a supporter for watching something on TV. You've got to go there. It's And, it, and it's also a part of being being part of something with a group of friends you know having that emotional attachment where you go there you know people when I was in Frankfurt you know what was great about it I was there with a bunch of mates but the beautiful thing is you just fucking bump into people people you've Mm. bumped into your whole life old mates people you just recognise say hello to you stop and you Mm. chat and it's a whole fucking community and that's really being a football fan is part of being a community Right. Well, kind of, yeah. But I, I think so. I mean, there's two separate things. I hear what you're saying. You're correctly, in my opinion, being cynical about the clubs and the authorities and the money men and the way in which you're treated. That's all fine. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I go to West Ham because I love going to West Ham because I love being part of a community that I've been part of since I was a small child. I love yeah. it. It means something to me. It gives me a sense of identity and attachment, right? Yeah. But it's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. I go and I engage and I, yeah, yeah. I do spend the money, but it's about more than that. I went to Frankfurt. I didn't spend the money because I didn't get a ticket, but I was still there as part of it, you know? And yeah. um, so there's two separate things. I think you're right. You don't get any special treatment from anyone for turning up. They don't give a fuck. You're the shit on their shoe, right? They get their money from TV revenue and brand sponsorship, these clubs, right? Um, but forget. I don't care what the clubs think. I mean, I'm annoyed by it, but it won't stop me from being part of that community. And I respect fans of other clubs who do the yeah. same. But that I don't like thing, it. Though when you get Chelsea, Liverpool, United or whoever, or I know Spurs fans like it, giving it all the fucking chat about their club, a club that they have literally fuck all to do with. Yeah. We've made two separate points there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely separate points. And they're both correct. Ultimately, ultimately, (laughs) Chelsea and Liverpool both were part of the breakaway European Super League last season and are therefore scum scab clubs forevermore. Yeah. Ultimately, so fuck their FA Cup final and fuck them. Um, this has been <laughs> Top Flight Time Machine. It's been a very long episode. Very, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, we'll be back after the weekend with more. So goodbye. Goodbye. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 